Alright, it's good to have you here this morning, and let's take our Bibles and we'll begin by turning to the book of Luke, chapter 13. Luke, chapter 13. <clears throat> and I'd like to announce uh, something that I'd, I'd rather not announce, but I'm just going to announce it nonetheless. You know, when someone dies and you don't expect them to die, um, it's, it's a shock. Um, yesterday I, I went over to Jeff McCauley's house, um, his apartment across from Levers there, and uh, I don't know, providentially, whatever, ended up talking to his brother, who was there from Denver, Colorado, and uh, nonetheless, Jeff McCauley died. And uh, some of you know who he is, you've seen him, he's come to our church over the last 10 plus years off and on with Brian, but uh, it was a shock to, to me his brother there last night. So just want you to pray for his family. Um, his brother is from Colorado. He has a sister from California. And uh, it was a shock to me, shock to them. And uh, I want to just bring a message along this line today and uh, been wanting maybe or desirous to bring a message along this line for some time. Um, and just simply tell there is a too late. There is a too late. And uh, as we think about that, I think about time with Jeff. I, I won't spend any more time with Jeff this side of heaven. Uh, I'm not saying he went to heaven. But I'm just saying if he goes to heaven, I'll, I'll not spend any more time uh, with Jeff. We'll not pick up Jeff anymore. Um, he's died. He's passed in eternity. And uh, there is a too late. And so I want to consider some text from the Bible that uh, are along these lines, and uh, just want to let you know that most of the time it's not too late. Most of the time it's not too late, but there is a too late. And so let's look at some texts that deal with this thought here, Luke chapter 13, verse number 24. Luke 13, verse number 24, the Bible says, strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. We should begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are, depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and ye yourselves thrust out. I want to consider this thought here this morning. There is a too late. And let's pray as we consider the Bible here this morning. Father, thank you again, Lord, for your word. Thank you again for the cautions it has into it. I thank you again for the comes it has in it. I thank you for the many times that I, I see in the Bible where God has extended his hand of mercy and grace to a people that in time may just go too far and it becomes too late for them. And uh, we'll consider again some thoughts here to, today here, and I just pray you help me, Lord. 
as I bring a message along this line, there is a too late. Uh, help us to understand that thought, to keep it, to retain it, to be moved by it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, there, it's, it's not normally too late when it comes to things in this world. It's, it's never normally too late to chart a new course if you're on the wrong one. It's never too late to say goodbye. It's never too say, late to say I love you. It's never normally too late to mend a marriage. It's never too late to fix a broken friendship. It's never normally too late to ask God for help. It's normally not too late to trust in God. It's never normally too late to make a wrong right. But there is a too late. In Luke here, we find again the, the thought that we should strive to enter in the straight gate to be saved. In verse 23, it says, And he said unto one of them, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said, Strive to enter into the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will not, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut to the door, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, and ye shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. This passage of scripture uh, illustrates the fact that there's a time when things may close or shut down or opportunities may cease to exist. And when I think about when there's a too late, that's what happens. It may come a time when it's too late to witness to a friend. It may be a time when it's too late to do what you maybe plan to do with your life. There's so many too lates we could talk about. But there are important too lates in the scriptures. It's too late to make a decision to receive Jesus Christ as Savior after you've died. Do you understand that? Every one of you, young and old, do you understand that? You cannot make a decision to be saved after you die. It's just too late. You know, if Jeff didn't make that decision, it's too late. If Ruth Gator, uh, Bader Ginsburg didn't make that decision, it's too late. If Kobe Bryant didn't make that decision, it's too late. If you don't make that decision, it'll be too late. There's so many people in the last 30 years of my life that I've known that died before many would say it was their time or they thought it was their time. I mean, I could put a list together of 40-year-olds that have died, around 40-year-olds. You know, I've passed 40 now, and they died. I could give you their first name and last names. Daryl Snyder, let me give you one. I worked with him at Concord. We worked in the machining department at Concord. After we left Concord, we came here to plant a church. Daryl Snyder became a, became a beat truck driver. As a beat truck driver, he fell asleep at the wheel. 
and he died. And if he wasn't saved, it's too late for Daryl. I mean, I could give you a lot of names. I mean, ones that some of you would recognize for sure. For Max Drake, how many could raise their hand? You don't have to. But could you raise your hand and say, I know Max Drake. And I can testify that a 21-year-old died way before anyone would think he would die. And it's too late if he wasn't saved. I mean, going through a list like that, I just think of Jeff McCauley. I mean, some of you know his buddy Brian, Brian Johnson. He used to come to church too here. He's now in Bismarck. Brian's failing in health. He's not doing well. I mean, I was talking to Jeff's brother about this, and his sister, you know, was giving condolences to, to Jay concerning this. And I think of Brian Johnson. I never, and never in the first, first thoughts of my life thought that Jeff McCauley would die before Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson's birthday is exactly 10 years older than Kevin's. That's how I can remember him. So however old my brother Kevin is, Brian Johnson is exactly 10 years older. And I know this about Brian. I don't believe Brian will reach his 80th birthday. He's not going to. His health is failing now. He can hardly walk. Someday for Brian, it's going to be too late. And I could go down the list of people that I know and are familiar with. I could talk to you about a cousin I could talk to you about other people's life, and, and it's just too late if they haven't been saved. I'm not going to hid that truth that, you know, normal life, it's not too late. And I'm not going to scare you like some preachers would to say, hey, you know, tomorrow may be too late, but someday there is a too late. There is a too late. It's a sad thing, but it's just too late for another guy, another beat truck driver. Did another job on the side. First name's John, or I knew him as Johnny. I know if I had named his last name, there'd be a number of you guys who know who this is. But he also died. And it's been years, but he's no longer around. I think about present people, I mean... I think about Herman Cain. How many remember him running for the president's office a few years back? Uh, some of you do. If you're political, maybe you don't, or you do, or you don't, or whatever. But Herman Cain, he, he died this election year. He died in 2020. It's a black guy, ran for the presidency, actually was trending up when it came to the president. I think it was in the last election cycle, if I remember right. And then out came some kind of scandal. They tore down his name, decent conservative guy, whatever. Um, but he's not alive anymore. It's too late for Herman Cain to kiss his wife or talk to his family in, anymore or do anything more on this side of heaven or hell today. It's just too late. You know, too late doesn't always bother us so much. It may bother some people a lot. You know, sometimes it's too late. I, I remember, again, it was a couple years back, I think maybe two or three years back, I was thinking about purchasing a fixer-upper house. Then I found out somebody else bought it. It's too late to buy it. In fact, that little house is just a block from the house that we, we are fixing on now. But it just was too late to purchase it. Somebody offered it. Somebody accepted it. It's too late. 
You know, there's a lot of too lates in, uh, in, in time and life. You know, I think about, uh, again, the neighbor next door to the fixer house there, she's thinking it's just too late to paint the house this year. And that, you know, that's just a reality. It's going to be too late. You could probably paint the house in April and May and June, July, whatever it might be here in our neck of the woods. But one day, it's just too late. It's too cold. It's not going to work. I suppose you could say, you could argue maybe it would never be too late. You could put a huge globe around that house and throw all kinds of heat in there and you could maybe paint that house in the winter but it'd be a challenge to paint that house in January in our state you know sales end and it's too late stores close it and it's too late cakes burn and it's just too bad it's too late Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 8. When it comes to spiritual choices, there may come a time where it's just too late. There is a too late. There's, there's lots of opportunity. There's lots of open doors. There's lots of days, months, seasons where a person, again, can come to the Lord Jesus Christ to get right, repent, believe the gospel. But there is a time when it's just too late. Anytime you hear about someone that dies, you know it's too late to witness to them again or to talk to them or to visit with them on this side of eternity. Jeremiah chapter 8 and uh, verse number 5. Let's read a little bit here in the Old Testament about when it was too late for a people here, at least from what I can tell here in the Scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse number 5, it says, then, uh, Why then is this people of Jerusalem slidden back by a perpetual backsliding? They hold false deceit. They refuse to return. I hearkened and heard, but they spake not aright. No man repented him of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into battle. Yea, the stork in heaven knoweth her, Appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. How do you say we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Lo, certainly in vain he made it, and the pen of scribes is vain. The wise men are shamed, they are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord, and what wisdom is in them? Therefore will I give their wives to others and their fields to them that shall inherit them. For every one from even the greatest is given to covetousness. From the prophet even to the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. For they, have, they say, heal the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying, peace, peace, and there is no peace. Were they shamed when they had committed an abomination? Nay or no, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore shall they fall among them that fall. In the time of their visitation, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. I will surely consume them, saith the Lord. There shall be no grapes in the vine, no figs in the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade, and the things that were given them shall pass away from them. Certainly verse number 12 seemed to point to too late. Therefore shall they fall among them that fall. 
In the time of the visitation, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. I'm going to skip through some verses. Verse number 19. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people, because of them that dwell in the far country, is not the Lord in Zion, is not her king in her. Why have it provoked me to anger with graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Now I look at that verse in verse number 20 as one of the saddest verses in the Bible. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. There's a time when someone can get saved. There's a time when people will not be able to be saved. So there is, as I said before, a too late. Too late to be saved. That's a scary thought. But it's a biblical one. A harvest passed. A summer ends. Time passes. And then there's not hope to be saved. As I think about that, I think about some people that have died before, and I think about their spiritual conditions, and I question them, and I wonder about them. But I know this, there is a time too late to be saved. For my dad, if my dad wasn't saved, he's never going to be saved. And then you say, that's personal. It's personal, but it's, it's what it is. I have a grandpa by the name of Chester. If he wasn't saved before he died, it's just too late. There have been people, again, that have attended this church and attended other churches, and I've been told spiritual things about being saved and the need to be saved, and the harvest pass, the summer ends, and they're not saved. Jeremiah chapter 9, let's go forward there just a little bit. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter if we're too late. I mean, it might cost us some things. Too late for the plane? may cost you another thousand bucks, but you can get on the plane again. Too late for maybe, uh, you know, a wedding or too late for a funeral or too late for whatever. It may cost you shame. It may cost you different things. But it won't cost your life. It won't cost you eternal life and then an eternal death. But there is a too late. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse number 13, the Bible says here, And the Lord saith, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein. But they have walked after their imagination of their own heart, and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. Therefore thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood, and give them water of gall to drink. No, people can just not listen, and not hearken, and not hear. It's easy for someone to become dull of hearing, or just think, hey, you know what? Maybe someday, sometime. I'll be saved. But there's a danger in that because at some point, it's just too late. I'm not saying it's tomorrow. I'm not saying it's next week. I'm not saying it's next year. It may not be 10 years. It may be 20 years. 
maybe 50 years for you, maybe 60. Someone here might be a centurion someday. And you lived 108 or 9 or 10. And it may be way down the road. But someday it's too late. Too late. You know, I don't know if you've ever spilled something or did something along that lines on the ground and you say it's just too late. It stained the carpet. Take grape juice this afternoon. Oh, just kidding. Take this juice this afternoon and spill that on your carpet and then come there about four or five hours later and see if you can get that out. I, I doubt whether you can get it out unless there's some special thing now. You can do that with a lot of different things. It's just, it's just too late. I mean, if you, uh, like, you're painting along the lines and you're, you know, you're just doing, like, let's say you're painting here and you just decide, I'm just going to leave that trim up there and I, and I blotted some, you know, white or tan or blue or purple up there on that on that trim, and I, you know, I'll just catch it later. I'll just wash it off a bit later, and it'll come off. And then you get there an hour or two later and say, oh, oh it's not coming off. It, it's just too late. There's a lot of too lates, but there's a lot of not too lates. There's more not too lates than too lates. So I like that. That's grace. That's mercy. There's a lot more. It's not too late then. It's too late. In fact, you look at a person's life, they start out in life and God gives them grace and breath and life and all these things throughout their whole life. And there's, there's, there's time for them to know God. There's time for them to find God. There's time for them to find salvation. There's time for them to work and live for God. And they have this whole life. I mean, it's summer and, and, and fall and winter and spring and summer and fall and winter and spring and summer and winter and fall and spring. It goes on and on and on. It just like seems like to so, so many people, there's never going to be an end to this. But there is at some point. And after that, if, if a person hasn't been saved, it's too late. The harvest is past. The summer's ended. Not saved. Proverbs chapter 29, I... I remember a guy was just talking to Gail about him. I mean, I, you know, this might sound personal, and people say you shouldn't make personal stuff. I just, I don't understand why they, they say that. I mean, Lazarus named in the Bible. There were names of people mentioned in the Bible. But I, I just talked again to Gail here, just not that long about Roger Haga. Roger Haga, he's, he's probably alive. Roger Haga, as far as I know, sat here at times and heard the gospel. Roger Haga, if he's not saved at some point in his life, it'll be too late for him. It'll be too late for whoever when that too late comes. And for some, it could come tomorrow. I mean, how many, how many of you thought or would think, or this is what was happening in my life, trying to get a hold of Jeff, and then last week, when I tried to call Jeff, his number was disconnected. I was thinking, what? That's weird. Jeff always has a phone, home phone. He's normally there. The answering machine gets on, and you just, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's just normal. I'll leave, an, I'll leave a message with Jeff. And so I left a message with Jeff, because you can't get a hold of you. If you want to come to church this week, you know, did this 
couple weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, I think. The last time I think he came here was like September 12th or something along that lines, early September. And couldn't get a hold of him. And I think, well, maybe he's off doing this because sometimes he'll you know, have something else going on Sundays and that's why he won't come and that. So I kept trying to get a hold of him and then all of a sudden it's just like, I got to check up on this guy in person. You know, maybe he's moving because that sometimes happens. People move all of a sudden they'll move. Maybe, you know, I thought, maybe Jeff's going to move away somewhere. Maybe him and Brian, they decide, hey, we're going to, I'm going to go to Bismarck. I'm going to join him and Bismarck. And so I thought, well, that's probably what it is. But just imagine what it's like for me coming to a door. I'm knocking on a door of a person I've known since I think at least 2009, 2008, maybe 2007. And you knock on his door and you see a guy that looks like Jeff behind the door. You think to yourself, this isn't good. This is Jeff's brother. What's he doing here? I didn't know Jeff's brother was from Colorado, but, you know, and, and, and then when I, when I saw at the bottom of the stairs in front of the Rudolph building a sign, when I, I came to the building, this even startled me to some degree, 302, and on the building it says, pick up couches for free, pick up this for free, this for free, this whatever. Everything's for free. Just come in, take the stuff, whatever you can use and have. It's yours for the taking or whatever. So I look at that, I'm thinking, 302, that's Jeff's apartment. He's either moving and he's giving everything away, because I thought of some people that do that, they're just, hey, we're just going to take our stuff and we're going to just uh, move away. And I've heard of even people that have put everything out in the lawn and made, you know, put an ad in the paper and say, come by my house, take everything for free. And I thought, you know, well, I'm hoping for the best here. I'm hoping Jeff's just getting rid of his junk and moving away, or going somewhere else, or whatever it might be, but then knock on his door, and he, his brother's there. I, I just was shocked. And he, I said, because I knocked on the door, and he says, he answers from the backside of the door, and he says, you know, something along the lines of, um, just come on in, it says right down there, you can pick out whatever things for free. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm coming right in. And then I said, well, and then he said, who are you? I'm just trying to get to know some of the people that live here and things like that. And uh, his brother was saying, I, I said, well, I'm a, he went to our church. Um, we used to pick him up, all these kind of things. I thought, then he said, well, he died. I thought to myself, well, how did he die? We don't for surely know. And he said, I think it was a heart attack. We didn't have an autopsy done, but we think it was a heart attack. And he died. Could any of you guys recognize less than a month ago that Jeff McCauley looked like he might die? I know maybe this sounds too personal and all that kind of stuff, but I just, just, just trying to get you to think. Did any of you raise your hand? I, th I, I think I can see the signs that maybe Jeff would die. Maybe it was an aneurysm, maybe it was a heart attack. They didn't, they didn't even check into it. But could anybody see that? I, did, I, did, I couldn't. He seemed like he had a lot more vitality than my mom does, right? Now, if I told you tomorrow my mom died, most of you would say, hey, well, yeah, your mom, she was old, and she's 81, almost 82 years old, and she had a heart attack, and she has a heart condition. Well, she died. Well, that's, that's normal. Old people die, it seems. 
But at the same time, if, if I told you about a 60-year-old, general 60-year-old, 60, 65-year-old, that died, most of you would say, wow, that's, that's crazy. And I was just in shock there for a while, talking to him. I was just shocked. I was just shocked. Thinking, was Jeff saved? So the first thing I was thinking, was Jeff saved? And I thought to myself, I don't know if he was saved. But I did tell his brother this, which was interesting. A few weeks before this, actually probably a month or so before that, he took that ultimate question booklet off the back table. He took that home with him. And then he took that blue gospel track over there that presents the gospel of Jesus Christ. He took that home with him one of the Sundays he was here. And I thought to myself, he's certainly searching or maybe just wants to know for sure. I don't know what he wants for sure. I would even thought about, you know, maybe I should ask Jeff because I've asked Jeff over the years now and then if he'd have a Bible study with me. And most of the times, I mean, most of the time, all the times he said, no, no, I, once a week is enough for church and stuff like that. And I understand that. I grew up that way too. But I thought, you know, maybe he's searching. And he'll ask. Because, you know, normally I'll say, if you have more questions about salvation or whatever, I'll normally ask that, you know, hey, um, uh, sort of thing. And, and if he really wants to know, maybe he'll ask me. But anyways... I thought to myself, it's just too late. if he wanted to be saved, and uh, I could have a Bible study with him this next Sunday or next week or Monday or Tuesday, it's just too late for all that. It's just too late. And, and for the Christian out there that thinks, you know, maybe, maybe next year after I've really got things together spiritually, I'm going to talk to maybe my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my friend, my relative about salvation. You might find out it's too late. It, it just gets to that point at some point. And, and maybe belaboring this point, maybe it'll help someone to understand, don't wait till it's too late. Proverbs chapter 29, verse number one, the Bible says, he being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. You know, there's time where there's just not a remedy, there's not a fix. Most times there's a fix. Most seasons, there's a fix. There's opportunity many times for a person to get saved, you know, when they're 20 years old, 21, 13, 14, whatever it might be, or 40, 41, 42. But if suddenly the life is taken away, it's just too late. You wonder sometimes about some of the people I, I ran into another um, guy that worked with me at Case Concord here, you know, not that long ago. And I ran into a guy who worked at, when I had worked at John Deere here a little bit while I was here in ministry too. And I thought, you know, some of these guys, I wonder if they're going to accept the message of God ever someday. People think they have forever. But there is a too late. Let's turn to Luke chapter 12. The parable of the rich farmer proves there's a time when it's just too late. It's just too late. I mean, you might think, hey, I've got a lot of time, but it's too late. It's, it's the life is over. The life has ended. Whatever you did for Christ or whatever you did with your life, it's too late. Some may think, well, I don't have to worry 
nothing will ever happen to me. I, I just, uh, you know, nothing will ever happen to me. Uh, my life is going to continue on like it has for so many years or so many days. But you may find again, uh, there is a too late. Luke 12, let's pick up in verse 16. Luke 12, verse number 16, it says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. He thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room wherewith to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for Today. Doesn't say that. It says many years. Take thine eat, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Those farmer or anyone could think, you know, I've got many years before me. I've got a long retirement standing before me. I'm going to retire. I'm set for this. You know, I decided to go in the military. I'm not saying you would do this, but I decided to go in the military. And then I decided I'd, I'd get another career on top of that because I'd have my military pension. And then after I got done with my military pension, I'm not saying this is bad or good. So just, I'm just, this, this happens in life. I know some people this happens in life. They get their military pension. They decide maybe to go into a government type of setting. They work a job. They get that pension and, and they decide, hey, you know, 62, we have everything set for us. We're good. All's well. We're we're, we're on track for all these different things. We're going to have a wonderful retirement. Uh, next year, we're purchasing an RV. We're going to go here, and we're going to go there. We're going to travel this place, and we'll go to that place. We're going to do all the things we, we, we plan to do with our life, but couldn't do it because we were just working, working, working. I wonder how many people that had those kinds of plans that said, hey, I've got 10 years, I've got 20 years, I'm retiring 60, I'm going to they probably lived till at least 80, and they find out somewhere along the line, I got cancer. I think about Jeff. I'm not sure about exactly how ages work and all that kind of stuff, but I think his birthday was September 30th. He would have been 65. Let's just say, and I'm not sure about this, but let's, I'm just saying, a guy like that could be in a position they say, you know what? I'm going to take my Social Security when I'm 65 years old. Would he collect it any? No. He never made it. I've heard stories of people, and again, I know they are are true, uh, where someone again retires, and soon after they retire, they die. I'm I'm just saying, for the vast majority, I think most people who retire, they live on, Right? But for some, there's a too late. Heard of someone driving to the RV park and having a heart attack in the RV park, and that was the end of their life. I, I know that sounds scary. I'm, not, I'm saying that's probably rare and very rare. But there's a time to sow. There's a time to water. There's a time to plant. There's a time of summer. There's a time of harvest. 
There's a time when it ends. And that's a reality. And let me ask you a question. Is there anyone here that can guarantee that tomorrow or next Sunday they'll be in church? Is there anybody here? Can you guarantee that tomorrow or next Sunday you'll be in church or you'll be alive? I don't think there's any one of us that would boast that we could say that. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth, right? That's what the scripture says. But there's a lot that'll, I believe, play with the reality that they can just wait and wait and wait. Let's turn to Acts chapter 24. Acts chapter 24. There are people that just play the game. I call it a game. It's not a good game. It's a dangerous game. It's like Russian roulette to some degree. It's it's not what it should be, but they'll play the game. I can just wait and wait and wait. Acts chapter 24 here, verse number 24, the Bible says, And after certain days when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Jesus Christ, he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. That's a really thorough message, by the way. He reasoned with him of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I'll call for thee. You know, too many just want that convenient season. For that rich farmer, he thought, Hey, I got lots of years yet. I need to be bigger barns. I've got time to eat, drink, and be merry. This night, he passed on. It illustrates how quickly life can change for someone else. I mean, I think about even talking to people sometimes about death, and they're just shocked so-and-so died. They seem to be in great health. Nothing appeared to be wrong. But there's a too late. And there's a too late when it comes to the message of the gospel. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 6. You know, the people of God over and over in the Old Testament, it seems like we're given like the longest rope. At least if you read it and you get the context of it, you'll see. I mean, I'm not saying they had a longer rope than some, but they just seemed like they had the longest rope. I mean, they would go into idolatry and and, and even be involved with witchcraft. You think about the guys like Manasseh and some of those guys, and you think about how 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 they just, they just would not repent. And, and, and preacher after preacher came to them and said, hey, repent, do that which is right, and they wouldn't repent. There gets a time when God says, you won't be able to repent. You passed the mercy and pardon of God. Jeremiah chapter 6 here, verse number 19 Jeremiah 6, verse 19, it says, Hear, O Lord, behold, I bring upon the evil of this people even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor, uh, nor my law, but have rejected it. Notice there also in verse number uh, Jeremiah 7, let's turn there. Jeremiah 7, verse number 12. Jeremiah 7, 12. It says, but go now unto my place that is in Shiloh, where I set my face at the first, and see what I've set it for the wickedness of my people. 
Verse 13, And now, because ye have done all these things, saith the Lord, I spake unto you, rising up early and speaking, but ye heard not. I called, and ye answered not. Now, sometimes, again, a person gets opportunity over and over again to receive the gospel, and they reject it. I mean, uh, you, you know, I, as a pastor, often get calls over the years. I shouldn't say often. That's probably not the right term. But, I mean, just over the years of people that are in settings where they're about to die or they could die, etc. I remember a time when I heard of the, you know, accident that Cherie's brother was in, and I thought, you know, will he survive? You know, you run into a grain truck with a car, not too likely to survive. And uh, going to the hospital there, and they have him on life support and all those kind of things. And uh, just thinking, you know, I don't think he'll make it. And he didn't make it. But I think about guys like that and how maybe less than a month before that he was sitting in service here and hearing a message of truth concerning the word of God. And whether it was clear or whether it was, you know, perfect or whatever, that's not the argue, but life was presented for them. And some reject it and some receive it. Salvation sermons are preached over and over again by different individuals in the Bible, and yet some will not take them. Felix heard a message about the faith in Christ. The faith in Christ. People hear about the faith in Christ. And they hear of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. And they tremble sometimes. And they get concerned about that situation sometimes. But then what do they do? They just say, well, when I have a convenient season, I'll call for thee. When I'm done living how I want to live, I'll come to thee. I wonder how many people get stopped short of their season of convenience. Does their season of convenience ever come? Does that time in their life ever come when they believe the message of God? Isaiah, let's turn over there. Jeremiah the prophet told us of a time when it was just too late. And Isaiah the prophet here in Isaiah chapter 1 encourages us to get right with the Lord before it is too late. And again, that's, that's basically the message of the preacher. That's the message of the witness. That's the message of the Christian who, again, desires to bring the message of God to other people. Take and believe the message of forgiveness and righteousness and mercy and pardon. Take it now before it's too late. It's available now. You don't know when that time will end. Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 4, it says, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger and are gone backward. So they're a mess. But yet, at the end of the passage here, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 Isaiah writes, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, 
You should be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Can come or not come? Isaiah chapter 55, it's, it's up to every individual to come to the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, to accept again the salvation through the blood, to come to Jesus Christ as he calls, to see the petitions of the Bible that encourage us to look and live. Isaiah 55, verse 1, it says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the water, and he that hath no money, come ye and buy and eat. Yea, come and buy wine without milk and without uh, and with money and without price. Seek the Lord, verse 6, while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man is thought, and return, let him return unto God. And he will have mercy on him and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. And so Isaiah says here, look. He says, come. He says, let's reason together. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Come and take of the water that you need for life. Isaiah chapter 45, verse number 22. I don't remember who it was, but I remember again, that I don't know, one of the famous preachers there heard a sermon by a stammering, again, other layman preached a message along the lines of Isaiah chapter 45, verse number 22, and he got saved. And it says here in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 22, it kind of is a summary of the gospel message in some ways, if you know at least and have heard uh, the gospel. It says, look unto me, all ye, all ye, and be ye saved. So, sorry, let me read that again. Verse 22, look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Look unto me. Look to him exclusively. Look to him and live. Look to him and find salvation. Isaiah the prophet says in so many words, the nation of Israel is a mess. It says that in Isaiah chapter 1. Ah, sinful nation. And all the things he says there. Your sin can be like taken away if you want it to be. But yet, you see here in Isaiah 65, verse number 12, there comes a too late. Isaiah 65, verse number 12. Therefore I will number you with the sword. You shall all bow down with the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spake, you did not hear. And you did evil before mine eyes. And you did not choose wherein I delighted. There's a too late. Let's turn to Acts chapter 26. King Agrippa almost believed the message of God. I wonder how many, if that was a summary of their faith. I wonder how many people's summary of their faith would be, I almost believed the message of God. I almost did. Isaiah, Isaiah again encourages people to look and be saved. Come now, let us reason together. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Take salvation free. Take it by grace. Acts 26, verse number 18. Paul testifies to Agrippa. Again, I'm just going to read just a little bit of this. Again, I'm not going to read all of it, but let's pick up in verse number 18. 
Acts 26, verse 18, to open the eyes and to turn them from darkness to life and the power of Satan unto God that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith which is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not uh, disobedient to the heavenly vision, but showed unto them a Damascus and Jerusalem throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Verse number 28, it says there, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost persuaded. I would guess most of us are familiar with that song. If not, all of us are familiar with that song. Almost persuaded. It's written by Philip Bliss, who was saved at age 12. But almost persuaded. Part of the song says, almost persuaded, but lost. Almost persuaded, but lost. How many are almost persuaded to be a Christian, but not altogether persuaded to be a Christian? Some will believe, some will wait. Let's turn to Acts chapter 17. I'm not saying you shouldn't wait because you can't embrace the gospel until you first understand it. A person needs to understand the gospel and the word of God and the Holy Spirit need to draw them towards salvation. And it's the word that gives us faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're not looking for some magical thing to happen in your life. You're just going to embrace the message of God. And some believe and some believe not. Acts chapter 17, we looked at this chapter. I just want to look at a few verses here. Verse number 30, Acts 17 verse 30 deals with Paul's sermon to those at Athens and uh, Part of the last part of the message there in verse 30, it says, In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now count all men everywhere to repent, because he appointed a day they would judge the world in righteousness by that man that he hath ordained, wherever he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. And when he heard the res- of the resurrection of the dead, s- some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them, howbeit certain men clave unto him and believed. Among them was Dionysus the Aprogite and a woman of Damaris and others with them. Some believed. I mean, heard it the first time. It appears from what I can tell. Maybe they had some background when it comes to the Christian faith. Uh, Certainly, again, Paul had been there in the city daily there in the marketplace dealing with the philosophers and the Stoics. Uh, again, the Stoics and all those kind of Epicureans and, and all those kind of things. And as they heard of the faith of Christ, the Bible says some mocked and some definitely do that. What a joke, Christianity. It's a joke. Jesus Christ, what a joke. Some mock that. Some say there, we'll hear thee again in this matter. And I say, thank God for those who say, I want to hear more about this. And there's times that people need to hear more about this. Verse 34, and there was those that believed. But I just want to say this this morning. Don't wait too late to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Don't wait too late. You can fool people. You can, you can you know, procrastinate. You can say, I've got all the time in the world. I'm just a young person. I'm a, 
older person, whoever you are in life, you might say, I've, I've got all this time before me. But you don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows when death's door is going to close for any one of us. Luke 13 talks about the door being shut. The door will shut. And I believe in the long-suffering of God. I believe that the long-suffering of God leads to people to repent. I even talked to Jeff's brother about that. The long-suffering of God allows for some people to repent. And how God gives people a long time to repent. In most cases, I'm not saying all cases, but in many cases, it gives them many people, most people, almost all people, I would say, time to repent. But there's a door, a time when it's too late. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 9. I just want to mention this for Christians here today. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 37. There's also another harvest that we need to consider in life. It can be, we can get to the place where it's too late. To maybe minister to someone else. To bring the gospel to someone else. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 37. Pray ye, oh, verse 37, sorry. And he saith unto his disciples, The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors in the harvest. You know, it can get to a point where it's too late for a harvest for some. I don't know if there's someone you're waiting on to witness to. Is there someone you're waiting on to witness to at work? Is there someone that you're thinking about witnessing to maybe in your family? Is there someone who's a neighbor of yours that you're thinking about maybe witnessing to? Do you want to knock on their door someday? Do you want to hear the news? Do you want to see the obituary someday that they're gone it's too late? No one wants to see that. But there's a harvest. And it's plenteous. And I believe, again, the time for people to get saved is wide and vast. It's huge. Most cases, it lends over many years. And year after year, they can be saved. But also says here in Matthew chapter 9, verse number 37, Pray ye the Lord of the harvest, he'll send forth labors in the harvest. Why pray that he send them? Because it says in verse number 37, the labors are few. <clears throat> There's a song that says, my house is full, but my field is empty. Who will go into that field today? Some people might say, well, well I'll wait till after this, or I'll wait till this or there, or whatever it might be. But we need to be careful that we don't wait too late when it comes to maybe sowing the truth in someone else's heart or life. Prepare a person <clears throat> so that they can be saved. For the Christian, they need to do what they can today and tomorrow and next week and next year and with the rest of their life, whether they might be in life, to be a help to other people so it's not too late for them. Let's turn to 1 Timothy 4, and I'm going to close here today. After salvation... God has given us and equipped us to be in the harvest. And you can get equipped uh, uh, concerning the harvest through the reading of scriptures, through the studying of how maybe to witness, from learning from other people on maybe how to witness and to win or to warn. 
I'm encouraging you to be involved with trying to bring the gospel to other people before it's too late for them. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which is given to thee by the prophecy, by the laying hand of the hands of the presbytery. I just stopped there. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. You know, some of you know about the gift of eternal life. I know about the gift of eternal life, but are you neglecting the telling of people concerning this need for eternal life? I mean, all of us have a life, and it's been given us. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 8. All of us have been given a life. All of us given an opportunity to hear and to do what we need to to be saved. Again, it's not normally too late to pray. It's not normally too late to change. It's not normally too late, again, to chart a new course. It's not normally too late to be saved. But there is a too late. There is a too late. And we see this in the Bible here in these words in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20. Not just these words, but the context of this passage here. The harvest is past, the summer is ending, and we are not saved. It was too late for them. It says there, verse number 12, neither could they blush, neither, uh, it says, therefore shall they fall among them that fall in the time of their visitation. They shall be cast down, saith the Lord, I will surely consume them. Saith the Lord, there shall be no grapes on the vine, nor figs on the tree, and the leaf shall fade. And the things I have given them shall pass away from them. There is a too late. Again, I'm not saying it's too late for any one of you. But for someone, for some people, their too late could be tomorrow. Or next week. Or next month. As a messenger who's heard the words of God, I'm encouraging you as a Christian to talk to them before it's too late. Let's close as we consider the word of God.